We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones, to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability, create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. What's up, my humans? Have you been uh, have you been rebel minded lately? Uh, welcome back to the RMP. I am your host Zach Henson, and Thor is out of the studio today. He's uh, staying with the grandmother. He's staying with grandma for a few days because we're going out of town. We're going to watch the Highland Games over in Montana, and. I've watched the Highland Games once before, and it's actually pretty cool. It's such a different sport than powerlifting. Powerlifting is so just static. It makes my, it makes my sport look so fucking boring. But uh, I'm going out with some friends uh, over in Montana, and uh, it's going to be a fun drive. Uh, some some people that I'm not used to being around, and if you ever had that feeling that you you wonder why people like you. I, I know it's it's not a positive thing. I know it's it's kind of a dark, you know, um, odd thing to ask. But it's something that's been present in my life for a long time. And maybe it's been present in yours. But um, it's, it's cool to be out with people. It's cool to be out with people that enjoy to be around you. And maybe you don't really have to have an answer. Maybe the more you are yourself, the less you need to think that anybody has any problems with you or needs something conditionally from you. And um, as I sit here, it's it's quiet tonight. It's it's definitely quiet tonight, but maybe it's just because I'm usually not recording this late. And there's been a lot going on. And Thor's been having some joint issues, some inflammation issues. That's... Uh, taken a little bit of a toll on my heart uh, moving into a new place here in a, here in a couple of weeks trying to get prepared for competition on august 14th uh over in plymouth idaho um hopefully beat some good numbers probably things going great right now and it just aside from the pressure it just seems like something's in the air. It's it, it's it's like my my heart is on the edge of something, and I don't know if you guys feel it. I don't maybe maybe not. Let let me know if you do. But I have had a lot of people reach out recently. I don't know what it is. It's I've had a lot of people reach out recently and say, "Hey, I I like your content. It's been consistent. I love what you're talking about. You know, it, it's it's true. It's honest, and I want that to be consistent. I want the facts and the honesty to be consistent. 
I said this in, uh, what was it, two podcasts ago maybe? I'm not here to be a positivity princess. And <laughs> I really like that phrase, and maybe I'm just going to stick to it. But I hope you guys are fucking grinding. I hope you guys are, are going through uncom- some uncomfortable shit and dealing with it and, and conquering it because sometimes it feels like that's the most difficult thing is wrapping your mind around the difficult things and doing them anyway and not letting your emotions get to you and not letting your immaturity get to you and growing the fuck up. I've listened to a couple guys recently, uh, Andrew Frisella and Eddie Milette, and they're, especially Andrew Frisella, they're pretty raw. And there's something about that that I definitely appreciate. And I think in a world that's gotten gotten very sensitive to a lot of things, I don't necessarily think it's tough love that we need. I think, but I do think that it's it's honesty, it's truth, it's facing your own shit, it's it's listening to people call you out on your shit. That's probably the biggest one is being called out on your shit. But one of the things that helps us the most is our habits. And I don't want to drag on to this too long. I want to get straight into the episode. But that's what this episode is for this week is habits. And I'm going to tell you about mine. And I'm hopefully going to put some emphasis on why it is so important. So let's, let's move along, doggy. Let's, let's do this. This should be episode 65 our habits, and why we need them. You know, as I strive every day to be the best version of myself, the best version of myself, I've realized how much power it really does take to keep myself going. And I'm not talking about power that no one else has. I'm, I'm not saying I have something that nobody else has. I'm, I'm not that cocky. But I do think it's a power that has to be understood. And I definitely think that it has to come from the right roots. And what I mean is the power to endure, the ability to be resilient, the awareness of seeing where we're self-sabotaging, where we're so horribly inefficient, being honest with ourselves. I've spent years, about 15 of them, honing in on a skill. I've become really good at what I do with my hands. It's it's automatic almost. But when it comes to what I'm turning into, it's like being someone who has lost all ability. It's like grabbing at tools with your hands and not being able to grab them, wield them, and use them efficiently. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like being drunk. But to create a future after knowing only one thing ever, after only knowing one thing is the hardest thing that I've ever done. For any of us, it's not just changing what we do. It's changing how we think. It's lacking confidence all over again. It's understanding how to create money rather than it being given to you by employment. It's about building a whole new skill set in an entirely new way and telling the world, this is what I'm trying. I'm doing it to better myself and to better the world. And I could use some help and support. And then what? crickets, right? And why? Because the people we grow up with most likely are the people that you will also leave behind. And it will be an inevitable sacrifice. Because not only will they not be growing in the same direction as you, 
but they almost most likely won't be able to understand this new life that you're courageously undertaking. And you know what? I'm, I'm not a writer, not per se, but I've never written more in my life than I do now. I'm not a speaker. I'm not an artist, a protagonist, or an entrepreneur. Not until I decided that I was. Not until I decided to take on these titles. And the thing is, we don't have to be making money in order for us to take on a new title. That's the new confidence. In fact, we have to take on that title in most cases before we make anything in order to believe that's what we will become. And this is one of those many habits that we must take as creatives, explorers, and against-the-grain type of humans. Our habits will become our best friends. And the more days that I live, the more that I understand how crucial these things really fucking are. It's not just about routine. It's about neuroplasticity. It's about a new belief system, a new lifestyle, about sacrifice, about freedom, and raw expression that you've only up to this point been able to express and amplify to the world unapologetically. So as the scientist and human behavior expert that I am, <laughs> uh, don't look into that, I'm actually not, but there's a hell of a lot that the smallest changes can do if we're willing to sacrifice the time. The thing that is hardest for most of us to understand is that we think that changing habits, journaling, reading, writing, practicing, eating right, exercising, rethinking, we think it's all too much. We can't possibly think of how we could add to our days. And there's the kicker, is that we can't. It means one thing, sacrifice. First, I want to tell you guys the habits that I've taken on, because in the years that I've been listening to others, testing new things, and finally coming to terms with what works for me, it's fucking exhausting. Let me tell you, not everything is going to work for you, nor can you do all of it. So you have to find the things that make a legitimate change in your lifestyle and help clear up what mental blocks are in your way. Not anybody else's way, your way. And the only way to do that is to try everything. Be patient, see what sticks, and then repeat again and again and again and again. And what you're looking for is this. It's a moment when you realize that these small habits aren't a hindrance anymore. They don't bother you or stress you out. You actually look forward to them because they keep you stable, they keep your head clear, they make you efficient, and they give you peace. One of the hardest habits but most effective has been me giving myself a day of the week for myself. Now, this may or may not be for you. I'm not saying that it is. It really depends on how you treat yourself. And I'll explain. For myself, I had a deep hidden, like I was unaware, shame about taking time for myself. Even in all of my acts of numbness and wasting time, whether it be watching movies, riding bikes, hanging out with friends, I always deeply felt shame for not working. And I, I don't know why, or I didn't know why at least for not putting in effort for my future, not making money, not doing things for other people and doing things for myself. It was built on some past trauma, but that's not part of this episode. We'll get we'll touch base with that again. The point is, I had to take a full day, whether I was looking forward to it or not, and practice doing things just for myself. In the beginning, this was excruciatingly hard, not because I st- not just because I still felt shame, but because I couldn't settle. 
I couldn't settle into presence, and I couldn't decide on anything else to do besides being lazy. And I'd spent so much time in my head about how bad I was being, I didn't even know how to be creative with my time. But after a while, I started to look forward to my one day a week. A day where I could be free of any work and only give to myself. And sometimes it still gets a little messy, yeah, you know. But life really is a practice. It's not just these habits. Life is a practice. Can we truly perfect a system? Do we even want it to be perfect? My second greatest habit has been reading and journaling. I know technically that's two, but I do them at the same time. It's become a repetitive motion to do one after the other, and they both do me justice. And in a way, they kind of go hand in hand. To journal is to do one amazingly important thing, to have a conversation with yourself, to have a controlled conversation with yourself. You might think this is stupid. Yeah, maybe. But let me tell you this. If you don't know why you do what you do, if you're always struggling, if you're feeling helpless and lost and without direction, it's because you don't have good communication with yourself. Your emotions are in control. Your past is in control. Your trauma, other people, everything and everyone is in control of you except for yourself. And the way to take control, take ink or graphite and write. At first, it's probably going to be a mess. It'll be emotions and questions and pain and resentment and victimhood, and that's okay because you're sifting through. Because what it will become is a controlled, slow, empowering conversation that you have with your shadow and that you have with your hero. Let me tell you something that I heard that was a game changer for me. It was a truth that I continue to remember. You are not your thoughts. Let me say that once again. You are not your thoughts. And that's because your thoughts are a collaboration of everything that I spoke of before. They are other people's opinions, your past, your emotions, and they are creating an environment that is not reality. Reality is full of possibility, possibility that is changed by your action. And if you can change your thoughts, can't you change the way your life is lived? Reality is just what lies outside of us. Reality is nature. It's the way of things. It's the symbiotic relationships of the earth. It's the physical world. It's the science of our man-made creations. Reality is our actions that we take. Reality is our effect on the world around us. It's substance. It's life and death. And the way that we think has a drastic effect on our personal reality. If we can't think we can grow, we never will. If we can't think of our success, it will never come. If we can't think about our health, we will never be healthy. So the best reason I can give you for why I journal, which has taken years to staple down, by the way, is that it allows me early in the morning to empty my mind of its bullshit. It's allowed me to become very aware of the horrible ways that I used to think and set myself straight. It's allowed for me to become my biggest fan because I can literally write good things about myself, hype myself up, ask myself important questions, and give myself answers. And the reading? The reading is the compounding effect. If you didn't know this yet, reading does one major thing that not many other things can do as well. Outside of personal experiences, 
which tend to be limited by our fear, reading can and will give you amazing, amazing perspective. It will open your mind to new ideas, epiphanies, and truly motivate you to see outside your own personal world. And that's why I do it after I journal. Journaling is the dumping of shit and the prepping of a clean slate. And the reading is the filling of that slate with all of the right things. Things for me to ponder, to dissect, to build upon. If you don't like self-improvement and you think it's a bunch of Nancy stuff, then you can go about your merry fucking way. Because self-improvement, whether you find it in books or not, is the single greatest challenge of your life. To become something, something better, something outside of yourself, something of value, something that gives back to the world that we expect so much from. So, as my last best habit is a little bit more uncommon, maybe, and it's something not everyone necessarily has an issue with. Remember when I said that I had to take time for myself? where I felt shame every time I did something for myself. This is actually the reflection of that shame. I had to learn to not only enjoy time with myself, but time with my loved ones. It's something that even on the smallest level affects a lot of us men, actually. Us men have a horrible time being present, of paying attention to what's in front of us and feeling it, being grateful for it, enjoying it, sharing it. We want to be great. And it's an amazingly positive thing. We want to be valuable. We want to be providers and seekers of truth and discoverers of mystery. But it's such an amazingly profound calling that we miss the connections with the ones close to us, at least for me. We lose touch with the people that are part of us, that support us, that feel us. I felt just as much shame being with friends as I did with myself. And it was robbing me of so so much. It was a constant anxiety in my chest. It pushed me, and still does to some point, to keep myself closed off because I felt it would distract me from my goals. So many times I've turned down friends for work, for working on myself, and it's been so hard for me to truly find what is healthy and what is not. What's too much and what's not enough? It's a horrible feeling when neither of our options feel good because we don't know which one is the best until we realize that there is no best. There is only what we choose and what we do not choose. It's whether we are truly content with the choice that we made and being present with it. So as a habit, I had to find a way to connect with friends pretty much every week, meaning more than just talking to them at the gym, and not the expectation of having friend dates every week because schedules don't line up that well all the time, but if at all possible, a weekend hangout or a healthy discussion. And you'd be amazed how far this can go if you feel the same way that I do, if you have the same issue that I do. And yeah, I I know that seems pretty flimsy. But for me, as an actual extrovert, an extrovert that was full of shame about using time for other people, this was huge for me. And why people? Why would it matter? Aren't you supposed to grind? To put in the work to get to your success? Yes. And fucking yes. But let me tell you something else that changed my life. We all get there differently. We have to allow ourselves to get there uniquely. At different speeds, in different waves, and through different experiences. No. No, this is not a way of allowing myself to slack off. Although it is hard to know what to sacrifice and what not to. Our most efficient journey, in my opinion, comes from how healthy 
we get there, how healthy we can get there mentally, physically, and emotionally. There will be times to ramp up productivity. There will, will be times to celebrate. But the question is, can you know the difference? Can you tell what will get you to your dreams, not only efficiently, but with joy, with your health intact, without destroying empires, with building a strong enough foundation of your own, full of good habits, lifestyle, supportive people, and a way out when things get dark. Some of us will get to our goals fucking fast. Some of us, it will take decades. But what was it? Didn't someone say something about the journey being the important part? Yeah, I definitely definitely hacked that one. But one I definitely remember is this. Alan Watts said, Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. So what I've had to find for myself is that to actually stop waiting for joy, I have to do things now. I have to plan joy. I have to live joy. And I have to do it with the humans that I love. I've had to learn joy. And it's been one of the hardest things that I have ever done. In my past, I was so fake about my presence. Fake smiles, fake laughs, fake interest. And it's my life's lesson to remedy that. To do things for me. To join others for me. To experience things for me. In order to be able to look back and say, I did myself a favor and didn't wait for life to come to me. I lived it. On purpose. I did it by knowing balance. By giving 100% in everything that I do. My work and my play. There's so much more to life than habits. And there's so much more to our success than them. But habits are the basis of our change. Most days of my life, I didn't like it. I liked impulse. I liked making free choices. But I think that I also didn't see what lack of habit was doing to me. How much it was actually keeping me in a prison rather than freeing me. Lack of habit can leave us pretty much wandering. It can leave us without direction. It can leave us not knowing who we truly are. All for the sake of not feeling constricted, in the moment at least. But my favorite role model of today, Jordan Peterson, says that a schedule is actually freedom. It actually allows you to set up your days the way that you want. And in doing so, become intentional. And to become intentional means that you can act. And to act means that you will succeed. So don't be afraid to be intentional. Because the worst thing in life will be to look back and wonder why we never chose to become what we wanted to become. To know that with discipline, we could have found out so much more about ourselves, discovered more, and adventured more. In my opinion, a foundation doesn't come without habits. And I say that as a recovering impulsive joy writer. Maybe impulsive action has its place, but life success and the full discovery of self cannot be done without habit. Our fullest potential awaits. So I ask you, what are your greatest habits? How have you gone against the grain and done what others are unwilling to do? Are you taking control of your life, your direction, and your satisfaction? Are you clearing your mind to become your future self? Stay strong and stay rebel-minded, freaks. I'll see you out there. Love you. This is your host, Zach. Out. Here we are again. At the end. I'm starting to tear up a little bit. And I just want you to know that I'm going to miss you. 
and I appreciate you, and I love you, and I hope that whatever you're after, you keep fighting for it. Your experience is uniquely your own, and so that means so are the challenges that you face. Stay strong, and don't let anyone diminish who you are or what you dream of being. As your friend and fellow flawed human, stay rebel-minded, my friends. Until next time.